now it's Just Plane Radio. Yeah. The show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. I can fly. Take me to the Brought to you by JustPlaneRadio.com. It's your lucky day. Your aviation resource on the information super skyway. You got a plane. Call Just Plane Radio toll free now at 888-884-2FLY. And the sky's the limit. That's 888-884-2359. Sir? I'd like you to take the helm, please. I'd be glad to. Greg, your co-pilot, that is me, along with Captain Dennis and Tom from Velocity Aircraft, helping us out once again today on Just Plane Radio, the show devoted to the aviation lifestyle and learning to fly. My voice is almost back, but not quite. Uh, so you can look at that as a win or lose, depending on your perspective. But we will navigate, uh, you know, accordingly. And take you along uh, through our little ride through the uh, latest aviation news and information um, and the little antidotes type things. You know, uh, Dennis is pretty happy right now because he has his Mooney 201 back. He's flying. He's talking to his air park friends in Fort Myers and uh, he's looking at ways, you know, to, you know, enhance his flying all across the country. He plans to pick me up in Orlando here pretty soon, I think, and we'll be talking about that hopefully sooner as opposed to later. However, uh, the list of, hey, you know, while you're in there or while you're in the hangar, why don't you do this or do that? And a very sexy aviation topic got brought up to him this week, and it involved tires. <laughs> okay, I, that is dripping with sarcasm. That's the best I got with the voice I got today, Dennis. You hear what I'm saying? You know, and you're not wrong. I mean, it's definitely one of those, one of the most overlooked things on an airplane. Everybody talks about engine monitors and the latest gadgets and gizmos and Mm -hmm. things like that. But when it comes to the, you know, the tires, right? It's just not a topic that you you just get excited about. And, you know, I actually reached out to the folks at Goodyear to try to get a hold of somebody. And I'm hoping to get them on a future episode because I realized. I don't know what I don't know about tires. And then coincidentally, I come across an article on AvWeb or one of these newsletters where the the writer had exactly the same thoughts. It's like, this is something that we just don't think about when it comes to tires. I mean, mm-hmm. you just go and look at your look at your airplane or you look at your you know, maintenance manual and, oh, you need a 500.5 for the front and 606 is for the mains. Okay, but... Why? And what's the difference? Because the price points can be $100 apart in the same brand. Really? Uh, so wow. what am I getting? You know, yeah. so it's not a like problem until you get a flat. Isn't that right, Tom? Hey. I mean, have you ever been up in your velocity and and you, you landed and you're like, hey, that didn't feel right. And then it you takes get full power to taxi. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, no. But talking about tires uh, with the airlines, I mean, all our tires are recaps, and you think of, of why recaps because it's it's more efficient and more productive to have a recap tire. When we do a walk around on say my airplane a triple seven, we you know we we check the amount of tread left on there, and if you get down to the wear the wear bars on it, that's when we know. But of course, we got you know we have you know twelve tires on there, not right. quite an eighteen wheeler, but we got twelve tires. But but every walk around, we address the tires and. uh well, we know sometimes it'll go into maintenance and the tires will, it's a routine change depending on the amount of takeoff and landings the cycles. Hmm. So recap, you mean they, they like go in there and put on a new tread on the tire? It's like a refurb yeah, tire? Yeah. yeah, they do it. And yeah. it's, it's a, just as good as a brand new tire, uh, one third the cost. Yeah. And uh, they, they work good. 
Okay. Well, and if you think about an airliner, I mean, the biggest amount of wear and tear on those tires is the landing because you're taking that airplane from what 160, 170 knots crossing the fence to zero, mm-hmm. you know, and, and those tires have to spin up. And that's what does the majority of the wear on them. So the sidewalls and the bead and everything else is all intact. And, and I did have a conversation with an engineer at uh, Goodyear this week. And that's what he told me as well. He's like, yeah, all of our aviation uh, airline tires are retreads. They're not the same type of technology. The retreading that they do for an aviation tire is radically different than the semis, which is why you don't see those uh, highway gators, uh, you know, on the middle of a runway all the time, because they're they're not having the same problems with, you know, recaps uh, coming unglued and things like that. But they they said they're good for about 300 landings is is fairly common for an aviation Mm. retread. They take it off, send it back, do their magic and and do it again. Well, with so, all this uh, technology, we keep talking about you know new fuel alternatives, uh, electric flying vehicles, and all you know all the technology stuff is as far as protect the environment. You don't ever hear anyone talking about like, hey, uh, we ought to get rid of these tires. You know, you got to retread them. You got to do this. You, they're made of rubber and petroleum and all this. I mean, maybe we need a alternative. Where are where's our alternative to tires? Who's coming up with that billion-dollar idea, Tom? What do you think? Well, you know, what, what Dennis was just talking about, there's a, you, you guys have talked to, heard about Mike Bush. He's the guru of general aviation. Uh, Dennis, you've heard him, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. Absolutely. I, he, I, I subscribe to his Bible, let's just say. Exactly. I mean, he, he eats, sleep, and drink general aviation. The guy is the best of the best. He's got a whole seminar uh, that he put on the uh, one year all about tires and recaps and he went he, he talked about recaps and uh he has them on his own personal twin uh Cessna aircraft and he uses i forget the exact brand name but he uses nothing but recaps and uh he he shows no difference between that and a brand new goodyear or bridgestone or whatever other tire that he got and again he pays half the price and he gets just the amount of wear out of them Hmm. Okay. Well, that's one way to, you know, I guess, extend the length of a typical tire. But, you know, maybe, well, you see that this new flex type uh, tire that's coming to market these days for cars. Maybe they're going to do that for, for, uh, you're talking like the run flats that, that, no, no, run flat flat tire. They they don't even have any air in them. They're made, they have like a webbing kind of structure to them, like a spoked structure, and they have no air. So they, they can't go flat. They're a rigid, rigid type of system. Uh, Michelin has them in development right now for cars. And I mean, but it's still made out of rub- rubber and plastic and stuff, I assume. You know, so well, I guess we could always switch talk to NASA because they developed uh, tires for the moon rovers back in the in the 60s and 70s. Yeah. And the moon rover didn't have a rubber tire at all. It was actually a very tightly wound wire that had it it would the wire want, would depress and give them the suspension but then there was no blowouts cuz there was no air cuz hey guess what there's no air on the moon either uh-huh. ah, so maybe there's something like that but mm-hmm. now you're going to have uh, a wire rim hitting the runway at 100 and well in the moony you're we're hitting the runway at 70 that's still going to cause some scuffing but it would make sparks cool sparks exactly it would look <laughs> yes. cool that would be uh pretty awesome but you know the sparks and the whole fuel issue associated there might be some issues there 
But I don't well, know. They you, need to come up with a, a replacement for tires. I'm just saying, with all the other technology and all the environmental things, you don't ever hear anybody talking about replacing tires. Well, did you know that they actually have to go clean the runways to remove the buildup of rubber? Uh, on the big commercial runways, you'll actually see uh, they've got a machine that can go out and actually does a pressure wash and scraping and removes that accumulated rubber from all of the, the landings. Hmm. Because over time, that gets really slick and the water holds onto it and it causes uh, you know traction issues and control. So they actually go and scrape up and recover that rubber out of the asphalt. Okay. And, uh, and that's not good. That can't be good for the environment. That's not good for the runway. They, I'm telling somebody listening right now needs to come up with a you know replacement for tires. I'm just saying. I'm looking towards the future. And, Let's go uh, back to the got back to the past, the Flintstone era. We'll just go and cut tree logs. That's right. Make it and, and uh, you propel yourself renewable. with your feet. <laughs> you know that's how you take off. Yeah. You get a get going and yeah, blisters. No, maybe. no, no. Yeah. I think I'll stick to the Lycoming and the Mooney. That, yeah. That's a little but, more but effective. But getting back to what your folks at your air park were talking about, they say, "Hey, hey, Dennis, you need to get some spare tires for your Mooney. So when you do have a flat, you're not stuck." Is that kind of thing? The, what they were saying, or what? Yeah, this was the recommendation of my my uh, inspector when we he did the annual. It's like you know you're you're out here at an air park. You're not on an airport with a you know an actual FBO with that stocking supplies and things like that. So mm-hmm. you might want to consider being a little bit more self sufficient. Yeah. So he says if I were you, I'd get an extra you know a couple sets of brake pads on the shelf. I would get some tires, maybe a tube. You know, just stock up on some of the consumables that you don't think about. There you go. All right. So uh, have some spare tires. So if you do have any issues, you'll be good to go. Tires. Well, see, they are pretty sexy. Eh, maybe, maybe not. <laughs> we got more coming up on Just Plain Radio. Just Plain Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive. Imagine taking friends and family snorkeling, surfing, skiing, shopping, and more to exotic destinations. Imagine attending business meetings in cities far away and still making it home at night. Or just imagine exploring the wild blue yonder. Quit dreaming about it and get to it. There has never been a better time to become a private pilot. And flight training professionals in Orlando will show you how. Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is your full-service flight school. A state-of-the-art flight simulator, a fleet of the latest Cessna aircraft, and a staff of full-time seasoned flight instructors are just a few of the many reasons Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is the place to start your aviation adventure. Call 407-896-0077. That's 407-896-0077. Or go to ftpros.com. That's ftpros.com. Whether you're a flight student, an experienced pilot, or simply an aviation enthusiast, there is a place for you as a member of the Aircraft Owners and Pilots Association. Join AOPA to get the latest general aviation news, safety resources, and technical support you need to sharpen your skills and become a central part of the nation's vibrant general aviation community. Learn more about becoming a member at AOPA.org. That's AOPA.org. 
Do you have a message or product you need to share with the aviation world? Well, look no further than Just Plane Radio. Just like you, thousands of aviation enthusiasts are hearing this message. And we could be talking about you and your product or service as early as next Saturday. Remember, a terrible thing happens when you don't advertise. Nothing. Go to JustPlaneRadio.com. Send us an email and let us get to work to make your marketing message matter. With Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Everybody on every plane should just constantly be going, oh my god! Wow! Yes! You're sitting in a chair in the sky. Yes. This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co-pilot. That's me along with Captain Dennis and our buddy Tom, who's a captain as well, also works with Velocity Aircraft, among other things. He's a former commercial pilot. He's done it all, and he still, you know, uh, bothers to hang with us, and I, and, which is shocking. I don't know if that's, you know, he's a masochist or, or what. Just it's kind of Is it kind of like uh, seeing a car accident on the side of the road? you got to slow down and just kind of observe the chaos, Tom, is that how you relate to the show? Well, you know, I don't want to give you guys a big head, but, you know, but I will probably. But I've yeah. been listening to Scuba Radio, you know, one of the other uh, shows there for the last 15, 20 years. And mm-hmm. then uh, when I retired from the airlines, I got hooked on just playing radio. And then I'm also a boater. So actually, uh, I enjoy your shows, believe it or not. Okay. All right. He's a masochist. So he's a masochist. Yes, I am, exactly. I, have a mas- I mean, every every Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, when I'm going to hit the gym in the morning, uh, you know, uh, scuba radio on Sunday, uh, boater, you know, Brought a boat in on Monday and Tuesday, just playing radio. Okay. So I get my I get my three hours in and keeps me motivated through all three. Well, three there days. you go. I you know yeah. there's, there's definitely a screw loose, but God bless him. Yeah, uh, that's that's what the wife says. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. Well, uh, by the way, on the whole tire thing, I mean, uh, not a very sexy topic, I would say overall, but you know, uh, it's something you got to take into account. You got to, and it might be a good idea to have some backup tires. Like uh, Dennis is talking about for his Mooney 201. And uh, during the commercial break, uh, Tom was suggesting, too, that, hey, uh, you know, the commercial airliners, they don't even fill their tires with oxygen. Or, I mean, with air, uh, because that's what you typically do. But they, they do nitrogen because why, Dennis? What is it? Uh, well, advantage? because, one, it doesn't uh, – it, it it's much more controlled. It doesn't have moisture in it, so and it doesn't change uh, with the uh, – the pressure is much with the change in temperatures, uh-huh. but probably the biggest thing is, you know, airliners are cruising at, you know, 37,000 feet at minus 50 degrees. And if there was any moisture in those tires, it could freeze and make a nice little ice ball. And now you're landing, you're touching down at 160 and all of a sudden your tires way out of balance because you have a chunk of ice that's frozen inside the tire that you hmm. don't even know about that. Don't want you know, that. In in a hundred yeah. degree, you know, runway environment uh, down in Florida, you probably wouldn't even have known about it before you took off. Right. 
Okay. Well, I, all I know is they, they fill my uh, tires with nitrogen at Costco. And uh, I don't even know why, but it sounds cool. So that's where I get it done all the time. Well, and it's not hard to do for the GA pilot as well, uh, because you can get a tank of nitrogen from your local welding supply for, you know, for probably 50 bucks. And you can get a regulator off of Amazon for even less than that. So, you know, for the cost of a small air compressor, you could have your own nitrogen tank and, and have the same flexibility within your airplane. Okay, so there you go. Take that uh, for what it's worth. It might help you. It might be something just to talk about with your fellow uh, pilot friends that'll impress them that you so know so much about uh, what you fill your tires with. All right, here's a story that we want to talk about a little bit today, which kind of, I don't know, with all the trial news and everything on TV right now, well, there's always something new in that regard. But, you know, you watch these uh, courtrooms, and the one thing you usually come come across from watching these, if you're into that kind of thing, is like, don't ever volunteer your side of the story without proper representation. And we have a story here. Uh, well, I guess it's from AOPA. They put this out a few weeks ago about don't rush to give your side of the story if you have a particular incident with your aircraft. And, you know, something has to be reported to the FAA. You know, maybe you violated some you know, rule or, or, uh, you know, uh, you know, you didn't pay attention or did, you know, made a mistake, right? It can happen. Uh, but, but you shouldn't necessarily just, uh, automatically volunteer to the first person who'll listen here. Oh, here's, here's my excuse. Here's what happened because it can come back to bite you. Is that right, Dennis? Oh, it could bite you very hard. So first mm. of all, if you declare an emergency or have something like that, it's not an automatic. You have to send infor- you know, your information to the FAA. They may not even inquire about it, depending on what the situation was. But if they do formally request it, uh, I would highly recommend you talk to somebody like AOPA Legal Services and you know talk to them about what you put down. But mm-hmm. you know you don't want to give them any more detail than they need. Uh, you know, so don't embellish. Just give them the bare minimums and be very succinct and clear about it. Uh, the other thing I would consider is if you did have something where you think you might have to explain yourself to the FAA, go out and fill one of those NASA safety reports. It's an anonymous uh, opportunity for you to submit this information. You're sharing what happened to NASA. They collect this information and aggregate it and produce reports for the FAA of, hey, these are some of the things that we've seen that have been you know, maybe somebody inadvertently busted a, a class Bravo. Mm-hmm. Well, here's why they did it. So the FAA looks back at that information. Well, maybe we need to do something different with how we're designing these class Bravos to make it easier for pilots to recognize that they're coming to, uh, you know, one of the lateral limits or things like that. So it's a great opportunity to, you know, confess. And it's also a get out of jail free card. Cause if you do submit a voluntary report to NASA like that. And it is anonymous. They give you a receipt for it. And if the FAA comes back to you and says, hey, we want to talk to you about this violation you just had. Well, you show them that I I submitted this to NASA. And in most cases, um, they probably will not be violating you unless it was something, you know, intentional and egregious. Uh, So if it was just a pure, hey, inadvertent, it was a, a mistake and it was innocent, you know, they'll work with you. Yeah, no so, one wants to be violated, let's be honest. That just sounds wrong, doesn't it? Mm. But, uh, well, but yeah, you know, I mean, it, it's like any kind of thing when it comes to law enforcement. It, it, this, this same 
theory kind of applies to the FAA. You got to be careful not to just, you know, you, you know, because I think it's human nature to want to explain yourself if you've made an honest mistake and get out there, but you might get ahead of your skis and say something that you didn't mean to that might end up incriminating you. And next thing you know, they want to pull your ticket and the whole thing. So that that is what AOPA uh, legal services are designed to help you with. It's not to to keep people out of trouble. Uh, you know, if they did something wrong, but it is to make sure that if, you know, they're being honest and you they're trying to do something right, they don't accidentally step in it, right? Or or dig that hole even deeper right. and create a problem where that didn't need to be one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what about, what about that, Tom? Have you uh, been involved in any of that kind of stuff or no fellow pilot friends, even in the commercial side of things that have uh, you and, had to do yeah, that? Yeah, when you... On the airline and the commercial side is that, you know, we, we have our unions like the company I work for. We had Alpa, uh, to represent us. And, uh, if we had an incident or an accident or anything like that, you have your company or your union rep meet the aircraft. It's like, shut your uh, mouth. Well, a good example is like, uh, the miracle on the Hudson, but Scully, um, as soon as he, they got him off the airplane and they sequestered him in the hotel room. Right there in New That's York. That's right. They tried to rake him over the coals. And I think it was Sully, yeah. right? It wasn't Scully. Right. So that was just, from the X Files. Just Plain Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive. Imagine taking friends and family snorkeling, surfing, skiing, shopping, and more to exotic destinations. Imagine attending business meetings in cities far away and still making it home at night. Or just imagine exploring the wild blue yonder. Quit dreaming about it and get to it. There has never been a better time to become a private pilot. And flight training professionals in Orlando will show you how. Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is your full-service flight school. A state-of-the-art flight simulator, a fleet of the latest Cessna aircraft, and a staff of full-time seasoned flight instructors are just a few of the many reasons Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is the place to start your aviation adventure. Call 407-896-0077. That's 407-896-0077. Or go to ftpros.com. That's ftpros.com. You are now clear for takeoff with Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Hi, I'm Michael Goulian, aerobatic champion and air show performer. You might have seen me in the Red Bull Air Race or in air shows around the country. You're listening to Just Plain Radio, the show devoted to the aviation lifestyle and learning to fly. Now, here's my close personal friend, Greg, your co-pilot. All right, that was 20 bucks, right? 25 bucks. It's time to fly. It's time to fly. This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co-pilot, that's me, along with Captain Dennis and Tom from Velocity Aircraft helping us out today as well. All right, so uh, I don't know. If you if you have a minor infraction, and I say minor, man, you made an honest mistake, 
Uh, just be careful. Don't blab it out to the FAA before you maybe talk to the legal folks at AOPA or if you're a commercial pilot, you do the thing that uh, Tom was saying and, and find Scully from the X-Files and blame it on the aliens. I think. Is that what you were trying to say earlier there, Tom? Or I got it well, mixed up slightly? I, I think you got it mixed up. Just okay. A first bit. time ever. First time, yeah, first time you know, we with the airlines, we talk to our union rep. Uh, our union rep will call us. Uh, we don't say a word. We talk. The union will speak for us. And if yeah. it comes to the FAA, we have full representation. Uh, that's why we, we had the union. And that's that's why you paid a big bucks to your union to well, protect you. Uh, there you go. So, uh, yeah, just uh, something to keep in mind. And, you know, the WINGS program, actually, uh, Dennis, you think this would actually help you in this uh, particular situation as well, right? Absolutely. If uh, if you do have an honest mistake and, and do wind up, uh, you know, getting on the wrong side of some FAA regulation, uh, the FAA does take a look and see, you know, what kind of a pilot you are by seeing if you're participating in additional training beyond just the minimums. And so for pilots that participate in wings and, you know, attend the seminars, listen to Just Plane Radio when we uh, have something that we can give out credit for Mm -hmm. and go fly with your flight instructor and, you know, get a get a phase of wings, that all factors in um, to whether they're going to do an enforcement action or an education action. Sure. You know, I would lead with the wings program, though, and and bring uh, up Just Plane Radio later down the road. (laughs) I'm just saying you're you're trying to learn you're trying to better yourself right. whether it's listening to us and not doing what we're recommending <laughs> exactly. uh, you know i i would say you'd have an arguable uh, arguable point either way yeah i listen to this radio show and now i know what not to do and uh you know because i don't want to be those idiots so you learn from our mistakes so you, it's how you present it i guess uh but yeah it, you know everything you throw at them in that regard it can only help uh, in, as far as yeah, making your case. All right. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, we brought up something that Dennis did, which was do a fly-in with the old farts. And uh, we, we uh, actually have Frank from the Old Farts Flying Club on Just Plain Radio, finally. I mean, you know... He's we're all, we're all old farts, aren't we? Let's be honest, right, well, Frank? Well, Greg, you're so old that you got his name wrong already. It's oh, Roger. I said, that's right. <laughs> Who the hell's Frank? <laughs> I don't know where you got that from, but it's Roger Brown is the, is the head of the old farts. So. Yeah, I don't know, Roger. I, I apologize. I you know I was thinking of a, a fellow old fart that we probably have in common named Frank. But welcome to Just Plain Radio, just the same. It's what old farts do. Uh, forget names and things like that. You can you can give me a pass there, right? Sure. Okay. Good. Absolutely. I'll take it. I'll take it. Well, welcome first off, and uh, for tolerating our nonsense. But uh, this old farts flying club, uh, are you the guy who actually started this thing, or are you just the the head, you know, big Kahuna now? How did this start? I am the Ayatollah of the old farts. I refer to myself, but nice. Uh, it started ten, twelve years ago. I grew out of two clubs: uh, the Florida Antique Biplane Association mm-hmm. and the Florida Cub Flyers. Both are chapters of. Um, Antique Aircraft Association out of Blakesburg, Iowa. Okay. And this fellow, Larry Robinson, owned a steerman, and he owned a Cub. So he was president of both organizations, and he started this little pickup group from the mailing list of both organizations. And every once in a while, they would go out to lunch, and they called it the Old Farts Flying Club. And that's a very informal 
And one time at a antique biplane meeting, I have a steerman. Um, I raised my hand, said, hey, Larry, when are we going to have another old parts lunch? And he said, I'm glad you asked. I'll send you the mailing list tomorrow. And I had about 40 names on it. Well, there you and go. And I currently have just shy of 900. 900 old farts. Oh, my so God. That's what you get for a rate. Yeah. Seriously. D- does and the, uh, I would say 90% of those are bona fide South Florida owner-operator pilots. Okay. Well, you know, in no Florida, we, we probably have a higher percentage of old farts than the rest of the country. I'm just saying. That's right. This is the perfect place for this organization. Yeah. That's right. Does uh, interest uh, peak when you guys go out to, like, on Taco Tuesday? I mean, the digestive issues don't have anything to do with the number of participants you have every week for old farts. Uh, you know, it, it depends on the venue. Like okay. today, we went to the Hotel Jacaranda in Avon yeah. Park, which has the $16 all-you-can-eat buffet. Oh. And they came in droves. We had nearly 50 aircraft there and nearly 100 people wow. uh, with our old part ranks. Okay. So it definitely has an impact on the local. A lot of fuel sold at the airport. Yeah. I'm sure they're gassing up their planes and gassing up their digestive system there at the same time, right? That's how it works. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. That's how it works. Now, the so is there for lunch every Thursday? Every Thursday, every Thursday, the old farts get together and fly into a particular place, and and you have it up on your website. Which we got to get it out there. What's the website for the old farts flying club? We don't actually have one. What? It's a mailing list. <laughs> really? I don't have. I have a Mailchimp mailing list. That's it. Okay. Old farts is comprised solely of me and, and your buddies. IPad. And your list. So you have to be on uh, on Roger's list yeah. to be an old fart, evidently. Uh, you you right. kind of want to keep this to yourself. It doesn't much to get on there. All you have to do is contact me. Okay. And, uh, so how would they reach out to you then, Roger? What's the best way to do that? Then? <laughs> I'm not sure I want to give that up. Okay. All right. See, <laughs> uh, this is kind of uh, like a, an exclusive no, club. No, that's okay. <laughs> uh, my, my email. My email address is Roger yeah. R O G E R dot D G A is in Delta Golf Alpha. Okay. Numeral one five P is in Papa. So that's I have a Howard D G A fifteen P. Okay. So that's why the email address. So it's Roger dot D G A fifteen Papa at gmail dot com. Okay. Well Just there you go. Just send me an email and say you heard about it on Plain Talk Radio and you yeah. want to be on my list and you'll be on. There you go. Or just plain radio or plain talk. It doesn't matter. Uh, hell, He's just I got his name with wrong. you for getting his name. Exactly. Of course. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I saw what he did there. That what was did awesome. I, say? I, no. I got it wrong. No, <laughs> you got nothing wrong. We were just fellow old, old farts and we're kindred souls uh, because of it. But uh, I love the whole, you know, just the laid back kind of attitude. And that's what you do. You just get, you, get your aviation enthusiasts together and it gives you an excuse to fly every week. Is that it? That's correct. And yeah. then the, the diversity is amazing. I mean, we have. <sighs> Seriously, I have a 19-year-old girl Uh-oh. all the way up to 86-year-old guys. Really? Wait, I wait. Mean, a 19-year-old girl uh, is is proud to be called an old fart? Well, she's, she recently turned 20. But, yes, she's a, well, I kind of mentor her, and she yeah. flies my air poop to some of these events. And so that's the, that's the range. I mean, from a 20-year-old young lady to an 86-year-old old man. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah, the aircraft are just as diverse. We have everything from my goodness, little sliver sixty-five horse Cubs and Champs, 
Yeah. To uh, today, we had a vision, a Cirrus vision jet show up. And, wow. uh, you know, Piper Malibu, there's one guy every once in a while shows up in a P-51 Mustang. Excellent. And it's all over the map. There you go. I, I just didn't realize that the old farts could be so diverse. I don't feel, you know, so segmented out of the general population anymore, Dennis. You hear what I'm saying? I do. I mean, I fit right in. I mean, I, I'm in the middle of that range, you know, uh, probably the middle of the age range. range and no, middle no, of you're the way up there. Rate. You're right up there. No, with the no, 80s between guys. 19 and 86, I'm right in the middle. Uh, I think you're fooling yourself, but that's okay. <laughs> you're an old fart. We all are old farts and it's a good thing. All right. Good stuff. More coming up on Just Plain Radio. Just Plain Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. You are now clear for takeoff with Just Plain Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. So I get off the plane and I forgot to undo my seatbelt and I'm pulling the plane through the terminal. And the wings are knocking people over. And then I almost broke both my arms trying to hold open a revolving door for a woman. This is Just Plane Radio. Gregor, co-pilot, that is me, along with Captain Dennis, and from Velocity Aircraft, our buddy Captain Tom, helping us out as we navigate the latest aviation news and information, and just celebrate with our fellow old farts, whether you're a 19-year-old girl, or woman, I should say, 19-year-old, 20. That's pretty crazy to me, that uh, someone would be so into being in a flying club that she'd be willing to call herself an old fart. I didn't even know that applied to women, but hey, it's the it's the late 1900s now, right? Or do I got something mixed up? Yeah, I think something's mixed up. Okay, but that's all right. <laughs> anyway, it's it's a good thing we can all get along. It doesn't matter how old you are. If you have that uh, love of flying, you'll find a way to connect with all different types of folks. Uh, and if nothing else, it keeps you young. There you go. Right. It makes the 85-year-old guy feel like a 19-year-old girl. Mm, I still don't think I get it no, quite right. I don't think that's not going to. But I think you get the gist. All right. So uh, some other stuff in the news. And this kind of hit close to home because I just upgraded my uh, cellular phone service to take advantage of the new 5G super fast speeds and data unlimited and blah, 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 blah. It's costing me an arm and a leg, but I'm going to have all this great crazy high technology at much much faster speeds and then what i do i open up my aviation news folder and it says no 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 we got to stop the whole 5g thing this is going to screw us up big time what is going on exactly well it's even even worse because the faa is actually issuing a special airworthiness bulletin and an ad um in the next couple of weeks here because of the rollout of 5G. So apparently the frequencies that they just auctioned off for the 5G spectrum, Mm -hmm. a lot of them are in what they call the C-band, which is a radar band. 
Well, you you and I and our Cessnas and, and Moonies don't have to really worry about this, but a lot of the bigger airplanes uh, are required to have radar altimeters. So whether that's airliners, King Airs, small jets, uh, they have that radar altimeter, and now there could be potentially interference from all of the cell phone communications and towers near airports that could uh, interfere with that radar altimeter. Hmm. And uh, so now they're looking at possibly having flight delays or cancellations and things like that if they can't uh, somehow mitigate the interference between the 5G spectrum and the current technology radar altimeters. Now, I read something uh, about this online, and, you know, so we'll, we'll take it with a grain of salt. But it was trying to explain what type of issues this would cause. I mean, obviously, if the altimeter isn't working correctly, it affects uh, what it's what what information you're going to get back is uh, the pilot in command, uh, which would be like warnings, like um, you know low altitude, or you know when when uh, you know your computer is talking back at you, uh, terrain, terrain. Those type of warnings could could not necessarily not just be wrong, but they may just go off accidentally when there is no issue. Do I does that sound correct or possible? With the interference, Pretty close. It's more likely going to affect an airliner that's coming in on a Category Two or a Category Three type of an ILS approach, where it's an extremely precise approach that lets them get in at you know much lower altitudes. I mean, some in some cases, what uh, Tom zero zero, if it's if it's equipped, the airplane could actually come in without being able to see anything down the runway, and the airplane would auto land. But if that radar altimeter isn't working, it's not getting that height above touchdown information that it needs. Or if it was to trigger an alert that you were suddenly too low, um, it would co- immediately cause a go around. So, you know, you can see where the problem is going to be, where, you know, that previously reliable radar is now suddenly suspect. Well, and- it, but, but but the way it, it described it on this, uh, it was actually a comment someone had and said how it actually uh, affect it wouldn't necessarily be that it would give you wrong information. It would trigger false uh information like the interference would cause an alert and it's not really there uh, correct you know what i mean that's so, incorrect like, information it's well yeah but i randomly mean randomly and yeah low terrain and there's no terrain you're like at thirty thousand feet or something you know what i mean that's kind of how what, what they were saying that this is the kind of stuff that might pop up so yeah i mean not only would it be wrong but it would just trigger things that like wait a minute if, if you're paying attention as a pilot tom you sh- you should realize that uh, you know Siri. I'm going to use uh, Siri as an example here because you know when she starts yelling low terrain, low terrain at you, you know uh, you you wouldn't know. Wait a minute, I'm not low, right? You you should be able to back that up with with situational awareness. You follow me? Oh, that's exactly right. Because I've gotten uh, you know in a uh, terrain or uh, an alert uh-huh. at thirty thousand feet, but the reason I got it because an airplane was passing below me at 29 or 28 and it, it saw it saw a little blimp so it's solved it's a solid material mm. so i got the alert but what uh dennis okay. says absolutely for when we do an auto land where you a cat two cat three we don't depend on barometric pressure we depend on radar altimeter so mm-hmm. it's critical to uh i mean that could be a very costly you know we 
when we get we fly into London, you know, with three hundred passengers, we we have to get in there. So uh, we depend on that radar altimeter. That's a part of our iOS landing system. We absolutely need that to commence that approach and actually to be able to do that approach. Yeah, there's no VFR uh, into uh, London. Uh, the weather is yeah. terrible there. <laughs> I mean, they yeah. never have any kind of viz, right? So I, I could see that being an issue, but how this is resolved is uh, anybody's guess because, uh, you know, are they going to just stop the 5G? I doubt they're going to stop it. Uh, so they're probably going to let it go uh, at some point and see if any issues arise, I guess. Dennis, you think or what? Well, one of the approaches may be to limit the deployment and certification of 5G transmitters near airports. That's what Canada has done. They don't want to risk any of their existing infrastructure, so they're not allowing any of these new 5G antennas to be put up within a certain mile uh, from any runway. And so maybe that's what they need to do is that they have they can deploy 5G, but it has to be outside of the bands uh, that potentially could conflict if it's going to be put, you know, anywhere near an airport. Mm. And uh, that might be something that the uh, the cell networks may be capable of working around because they just got this spectrum now. Um, you know, they they bid for it in a, in a large auction. And so they haven't been using those frequencies to date. And, you know, they could potentially you know, work their deployment a little bit differently, maybe deploy this out in the boondocks uh, or out in the suburbs. But, you know, once you get closer to the airports, you know, they have to go with other uh, spectrum ranges. Yeah. And I, I saw it said uh, AT&T and Verizon have voluntarily delayed their rollout of uh, this new service, I guess, or these new frequencies they want to use for the 5G. So I guess we're just going to have to wait and see. But I'll tell you what, I better get the speeds on my cell phone because I just I'm paying more. Come on. So, uh, you know, I and I honestly, I would like to have the high speeds at the airport when I'm there, too. <laughs> I don't want to be limited. You know, well, now that I'm paying, I was like, what? What? I'm only getting four LTE. No, no. I, I, I got to get it everywhere I go. You hear what I'm saying, Dennis? Is that? Oh, I know. We've become highly dependent. I mean, you think back, you know, not too many years ago, you were lucky to even have a cell phone. And now we have to have, you know, full mobile internet access wherever we go where we feel completely helpless. Right. Yeah. I mean, can't they just convert the uh, airplanes to some kind of like 5G technology? Maybe that'd be better in the radar thing. Would it? Well, Would it? that is one option, but think about the cost of retrofitting the radar altimeters on all of these airliners to yeah. something that's not going to be interfered with by the 5G spectrum. You know, you're looking at a lot of costs. Just mm-hmm. the certification time alone, you're potentially looking at years. Well, turn off your altimeter and uh, just turn on your cell phone and maybe with the Wi Fi. That'll work. Well, uh, help yeah, you could use ForeFlight, I guess. You could try. Okay. And of course, that won't help at all. <laughs> So it was a dumb idea to bring it up, I guess. But that's just what we do sometimes here on Just Plain Radio. So uh, good news. If they figure out how to get the 5G to work, you'll be able to update your Facebook status just that much quicker. And on that note, we'll wrap it up. Till next time, remember, there's no better high than learning to fly. fly.
Just Plain Radio is brought to you by JustPlainRadio.com. I say we take off and nuke the entire site from Morbid. Your aviation resource on the information super skyway. It's the only way to be sure. Just Plain Radio is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated. But just plain wrong. Remember, you can listen live or to archives of past shows worldwide over the internet at JustPlainRadio.com. I'm going to leave my people up to the radio tower. So tell a friend and take off every week with Just Plain Radio. And I'm going to make a call. The show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. <laughs> Listen up, everybody. I have some news. The opinions you just heard on Just Plane Radio are those of the hosts, callers, and guests. We are screwed. They are not necessarily those of any station or network, its management or advertisers. A little too far across the line. There are many factors to consider before learning to fly. What is your problem? So make sure you do your own research and get the proper instruction before your exploration into aviation. Thank you very much, sir. Have any questions or comments? Feel free to do so via the web at JustPlaneRadio.com. <laughs> 